And welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nick. And Janelle. And we are a little late this week, uh, but better late than never. Exactly. So uh, it was not Tuesday uh, into Wednesday. We didn't get anything out this morning, but we're going to get it out Saturday morning. So we're about a day, if we're going by the Friday, old Friday schedule. We're a little bit late. Well, I think we're just at the whatever, whenever it comes out. Whenever it comes out this week, yeah. Because we're trying to just find find time and what we're doing. And Friday evening works for us today. So, anyway, um, I was talking to Janelle. I was like, yeah, I'll open it with a little bit of an icebreaker. It's not really, I don't know, it's not really an icebreaker. It's really sad and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> uh, if you go on Google, you can probably find this. It's an old article in the Cincinnati Inquirer, and I've heard about this like years ago, but it did happen. Uh, there, was, there was this guy, and he was being, I guess, sued. I'm assuming he was being sued. Um, and he was in a Cincinnati court. And this guy was so depraved if you want to put it that way. Um, he literally had probably, I don't remember the exact amount of kids he already had, but um, it was it was high. And he was to the point where he was in the hospital to see two different women that he had gotten pregnant who were both having babies at the same time on different floors at the same hospital by him. <laughs> and he's sitting there in front of the judge, and I guess the judge must have looked through all this. And you can look this up, Go, at least the last time I saw it. Go on Google. And look up this dude. His name was Ricky Lackey. That's his name. And uh, I've joked with a lot of people about this because we always laugh at what his response was. But the judge, I don't know what the judge asked him, but the judge is like, man, what are you doing? Like, all these people are pregnant and you got all these kids. Like, you can't afford What are you doing? And Ricky's <laughs> his response is, I'll be concubining, your honor. I'll <laughs> be concubining, your honor. And I'm like, yeah, concubining no more, bub. <laughs> A little bit of sterilization is going to take place. <laughs> You're done. It was like his, his was an extreme case. And uh, I don't know if they had talked about like some kind of like, Hey, we're going to like fix you. Or there was something, there was something drastic that was also in, in this. Uh, but anyway, I'll leave that out to the listeners. You all want to go look that up. You can go Google it to your heart's content. You'll probably find it. It's out there. I believe it was Cincinnati Inquirer, and it's been more than 10 years ago. Uh, but I remember coming across the article when it happened, and I just about busted a gut when I read it. I was like, you got to be <laughs> kidding be me. Concubining. What kind of response is that? I'd be concubining, Your Honor. Okay. Well, I mean, was he honest? I guess. But anyway, so we're going to kind of jump right in, I Let's guess. Do it. Feet first. Boom. Boom. I guess that's what would happen if you jumped in with no water. Boom. Instead of splash. Boom. Okay, so we, didn't, we jumped in with no water. All right. Um, we were discussing topics like what do we want to talk about this week? And uh, oh, the old brain got, got working fast and, and hard. And uh, here's what happened. Um, some of you may be um, aware. Uh, you all may know of uh, Matt Walsh. So Matt Walsh is kind of one of those guys. He's a, he's a commentator. He has a YouTube channel. Um, he's got Twitter. Um, I don't think he's got a TV show. I don't think, I don't, uh, I don't think anybody would have him on TV, but, it, but he goes and speaks at public universities, stuff like that. Like people, people that are extremely, we'll say woke or left leaning, hate his guts and probably wish he'd die. He, he's not as fast talking as Ben Shapiro, but he's no. on the same level as Ben Shapiro. Yeah. In a debate, he's about as deadly. Um, there's another guy named Michael Knowles 
who's um, who's very uh, well spoken as well, and he does it. like. I would say between all of them, Ben Shapiro is probably the one who has no mercy on you, and he's is very my curt. spirit animal. <laughs> he's very curt, and he'll just slice you to pieces right there. Matt Walsh will just kind of talk to you like you idiot, and then Michael Knowles is like the educated. He'll educate you why you're an idiot. That's kind of how it goes, you know. Um, but anyway. Um, Matt Walsh released this uh, documentary. It may have been over a year ago or more, but it was called What is a Woman? I think is what it was called. And um, I think there was probably quite a few people that saw it, but the decision was made, let's put it out there publicly for free for people to look at because it must have been been something you'd pay for. And obviously you can't put it on YouTube because YouTube will shut that down. And uh, they don't want anything like that that is considered transphobic or uh, goes against... Uh, the idea of LGBTQ, RSTUV, and all that other stuff. I'm not versed on all the different things that are in it, but there's a lot. Um, So he takes his, uh, he goes to Twitter and he posts it on Twitter. And um, when he posted it on Twitter, he posted, it was going to be free for 24 hours. And there was a bunch of people like supposedly Twitter has been completely overhauled since Musk got in there. Now it's like more tolerant to where, uh, right leaning and left leaning speech is allowed, you know? Uh, but, um, they're, they're not going to sit there. And if you disagree with someone who's a homosexual, they're not going to just throw you out in Twitter jail, you know, or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So they thought, okay, well, we'll put this out there on Twitter and it should be accepted. They put it on Twitter. And all of a sudden, even though Musk is over Twitter, it gets banned and shut down. And they're like, what happened? Well, they raise a little bit of a, a ruckus about it and Musk finds out about it. And there was a group of people still within Twitter that still were those woke kind of, and Musk's like, all right, we got a clean house. And there was a bunch of firings and resignations that take place. And the next thing you know, there's a little message that pops up with that. And it's like, hey, this ha- this is a very sensitive topic, yada, 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 yada. You can watch it. And it's back up and watching. As of about two days ago, I think, that video. So it's not, it, it, they decided not to keep it on there 24 hours. It went on like for five days. It may still be on there. Uh, but it's on Twitter. What is a woman? And at the time I saw it, there was 171 million people that had seen it. Completely blowing away any major movie that was out. I mean, just decimating it. Like, all so many people watching it. And the reason that the people out on the left and that support the ideologies of the transgender mentality did not want anyone to see it was because of how destructive it is to their mission. And it exposes what's going on behind the scenes, the medical uh, mutilations that take place with the chemicals and the things that... People, uh, children are being preyed on in chat rooms, children who can't make their minds up yet about what their identity is supposed to be. And yet adults are manipulating them and shoving them down this path. And there's big pharmaceutical, well, big like pharma companies, a large company who's behind a lot of this, who is making buku bucks off of the medications and the chemicals, I believe, that are being used in these transitions. And, And these kids are nothing but cattle being shoveled down a chute and being chopped up on, and they're being cut on, and, and chemical stuff being shot in their belly, body, whatever, and money's being made off them. And then these people are growing up, and they're saying, oh, have mercy, I'm going to die. My immune system now is messed up, and uh, my life expectancy is cut short. My body's rejecting the changes that were made. I, what am I going to do? And no lawsuits can be filed. Like These people are getting away scot-free after chopping these kids up. 
you know, they're all on board with their mentality when they want to change. And as soon as they have cut on them and they've supposedly changed, they just run and go get somebody else to cut on. And their problems are not theirs. You know, the company doesn't report their problems anymore. There's one person on um, TikTok who's detransitioning. Her story is actually pretty touching. She um, realized after the fact of at 13 having a double mastectomy. Oh, at 13? At 13. Um, the doctors let her choose to have a double mastectomy at 13. Um, and her voice was already permanently changed by the yeah. hormones that she had taken, that she was simply a tomboy. Yeah. Well, they said, um, they said, oh, you can take the hormone blockers and it won't do anything to you. And now all of a sudden these people are ending up with bone deficiencies and all mm-hmm. sorts of horrible things. It's no different than if you take a dog. And you get them fixed too early. Like a male dog, you get them fixed too early, and all of a sudden they're blowing out tendons and they're having all mm-hmm. kinds because the hormones are being cut short and they can't fully develop. Yeah. And so these animals are having, like, at least that's what everybody knows in a male dog. Mm-hmm. That male dogs have more issues if you get them fixed too early. Um, the reason I'm bringing all this out was a lot of this focused around the, um, the ideology and the practices of the, the whole transgender and the homosexual lesbian uh, agendas being pushed in schools. And if you hear the dogs, they're just out there arguing. Anyway, this the whole mentality, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole deal basically focuses on uh, the manipulation of the children, what's going on in the school system, uh, what's going on in the medical field, all of this. And I would highly advise you, those of you that are, that are, that are listening, go to Twitter you may find a copy of it on YouTube before they shut it down. It looked like YouTube was killing them as fast as they came up there. But cop, but people are trying to post that What is a Woman by Matt Walsh. You'll find it on Twitter. Uh, last I checked, it was there. And watch it. It's about an hour, 20 minutes or so. Be warned. It is graphic in what they talk about. And the things that happen to kids, they show books that are used in the schools that are graphic and absolutely disgusting with what they depict. I'm going to talk about some of this today. That was in that. that. I would encourage you to watch this, though, because it shows you the agenda that is behind all of this that seeks to uh, manipulate and mutilate our children. That's what's going on. So, So that being said, we had discussed a little bit, and I kind of felt like I wanted to talk about today. uh, So what about public school? You know, those of you that have kids or are going to have kids, you know, we'd like to have kids. And we've had conversations before about um, public school for the family. Is it edu- is it truly education or is it indoctrination? And we wanted to talk a little bit about that. And there was a quote, and I cannot tell you. I could probably find it if I dug deep enough. But there was a quote that was given right after Trump had won election. And I thought this was very telling. And basically Trump had won election, the election. And there was this woman who was, uh, she had written an article or she was being interviewed, something along those lines. And she said, you know, she said, Trump may have won. And uh, the election may have gone the way you wanted it to go. She said, but let me tell you this. She said, within 15 years or so, she said, we will have your children. And I thought, oh, the shot's fired. Fast forward several years, and there is a concerted effort to manipulate the minds of children. And they are starting as early as kindergarten. See, and that's not uh, anything. Sexualize, sexu- sexually should be discussed 
with kindergartners. They should be listening. They should be um, doing their ABCs. They should be learning their colors and their shapes and their numbers yeah. and, and simple addition and, and, you know, learning how to get along with each yeah. other instead of um, what transitioning is and what, yeah. gen, you know, gender dysmorphia is and body dysmorphia and all of those things. They shouldn't even be thinking about that. I was a substitute kindergarten teacher for a little while and I was a substitute. I sub, I also sub middle school. And I coached high school girls and middle school basketball. And I can tell you from my experience, because at one point before I went into IT, I thought I was going to be a teacher. And I, I even went into the education program at Marshall University and all that and did like a teaching thing or whatever. But uh, I, when I taught, never did we talk about anything like that. It wasn't even on the radar. Why? They're trying to learn to write their first numbers or letters mm -hmm. and the extreme basic mathematics. I have kids who came in and they were focused on superheroes and they were focused on their imaginations and it could be something different every day. They had made up friends, mm -hmm. just, just craziness. And you expect me to believe that a child who comes in, and I know of one personally, this was going on in the classroom next to me, a kid who would come in and he didn't want to go to the bathroom, so he'd poop his pants in the playground so that way he wouldn't have to come in. You expect to tell me that a kid that can, can't go to the bathroom correctly but poops out in the playground is able to make his mind up that he wants to be a girl? No. So what I'm, what I'm, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is just a manipulation that seems to be going on behind the scenes to shove garbage into our classrooms and to uh, manipulate the children, to confuse them, and to manipulate them, and to just absolutely destroy what they are, and to get them to where they are in agreement with uh, the whole idea of being of transgenderism and homosexuality and lesbianism, and that it's okay. Um, so after that, talking about what that woman had said about Trump, she said, you know, in about 15 years, she said, we'll, she said, we'll be back, we'll have your kids. We'll have your kids. And I thought, yeah, because after 15 years, that gives you some, that gives you one set of kids going from K-12 all the way up to high school. And it's starting to work. It's starting to work. There's a uh, kindergarten school in California. I have the YouTube, I have the link for it. If somebody was to ask, I could give the link. Uh, kind of not super long, but it was something CBS News had. And I told Janelle about this. There was a six-year-old kid who came to the teacher. And the six-year-old comes into the teacher and says, oh, I have these two books. Um... And they're about uh, gender um, gender issues uh, for kids. Can you read these books to, to us in the classroom? Now, a six-year-old kid is saying this. And I don't know what the teacher was thinking, but the teacher was like, okay, I guess I can read them. And the teacher read them. The six-year-old then gets up, and somehow, I don't know if an adult helped, but this kid goes into the bathroom or wherever, changed and came back and did a big reveal saying, this is actually who I am. And it was either a girl who then switched into like a guy or a guy who then switched it up like a girl and comes back in the classroom and says, this is who I am and this is my true identity. All these kids sitting in kindergarten then go home to their moms and dads and they go, what gender am I? What is this? And the parents go, say what? And this prompted yeah. a huge backlash in the community and the teachers all crying over, well, I thought I was being brave and I was doing what I should do. And I'm like, you crackpot, what do you think you're doing? Like you're taking at this point, and, and, and this is the crazy thing I, I was thinking, a hundred years from now, if you dig me up 
you're going to look at my bones and you're going to say, that was a male. If they dig up your bones, they're going to say, that was a female. If they try to dig me up, they are not going to say, oh, it was a they. <laughs> oh, it was a them. Oh, it was an it. It was no. a clown or clown self. It was a human. It was a human being. It was a person. It was a man. It's coded into his genetics. Being a female is coded into your genetics. Are there abnormalities? Yeah, there are. But guess what? They're abnormalities. They're not an evolution. They're not something that evolves you into a greater, higher self. That doesn't exist. But yet we're at this point where we're shoving it down kids' throats in kindergarten. Um, I'm pretty sure a teacher would rue the day they taught my child about genderism. You're, you're trying to tell little kids, oh, this is a penis and this is a vagina. And it's like little Jimmy shoves that's, a crayon up his nose. How does he, why does he even care? That's mommy and daddy's job to teach five-year-olds what a, v, a vagina and a penis is. Yes. And I'm like, what are you doing? But it's to groom these kids. Groom them. They're nothing but meat to be shoved into a machine that will then chew them up and spit them out. Their bodies are disfigured. Their minds are completely manipulated and just mutilated. And when they're done with you, they're done with you. And they move on to somebody else. Uh, Matt, there is that late, that woman that I was talking about, this detransition. She is working on a lawsuit for the firm. The pharmacy, pharma yeah. the pharmacy and the doctor yeah. who did the mastectomy at 13. You can't choose, in at least in the state of Indiana, you can't choose which parent to go to yeah. until you're 14. But at 13, you can tell a, 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 yeah. a little girl yeah. who really should be still just at the edge of still yeah. playing with dolls that she can have a mastectomy, that she is old enough and has the brain power to actually make an informed decision to mutilate her body. Yeah. At six years old, you have a kid coming into your son, into your cl not Sunday school, but into your cl uh, classroom saying, I'm transitioning. Sit down, kid. What is wrong with you? This yeah. one woman was talking. She said, a little kid came home. She said, mommy, she said, I think I'm bi. She said, bi. She said, what are you talking about? Bi? She said, well, a teacher says that, uh, or whoever it was said, um, you're bi if you like girls and, and boys. And she's like, well, honey, are you wanting to date other girls? No, that's gross. Then you're not bi. Those are, you're wanting to be friends with them. Yeah, I just want to be friends. That's all. Yeah, there's but a there, miscommunication. There is, but they're doing a play on words to mm -hmm. mess their brains up. Matt Walsh, um, he actually had it, one of his producers. They actually released this video yesterday, and this blew up big. Um, he had his one of his producers call one of the kind of a counseling services that works behind the scenes to kind of they sign documentation. Let's say you want to. You want to have your genitals removed or you want to get a graft of skin on your forearm cut off to get a penis made or whatever they're going to do. Um, they basically have these people talk to you on the phone. And if they agree with you, yes, you can. Do, you should probably do that. They sign a document, give it to the doctor, and it's like good as gold and telling the doctor, yes, it's okay to do this. We have talked to this person and consulted with them. His producer was on the phone, Skype now, or like doxy me, mm -hmm. 20 minutes. 20 minutes talking to this person. Never once did she warn him about it. And she said, are you sure you want to have your genitals removed? Are you sure you want to do this? It was basically, yep, yeah, uh-huh, whatever. And just kind of shoveled him on through after 20 minutes. He gets this, this kind of rubber stamped document saying, yeah, go ahead and get this done. And you know, you're going to have kids and different people who are going to come through and be manipulated and shoved down there too. There, there's no warnings about, well, do you realize that this is, you're not, you're going to have some serious health effects after this. 
yeah. or, or this is going to happen or that's going to happen. It's not a fully informed in no. decision to actually do this. No, they're just kicking them on down the assembly line. The day that I have to do that is the day. Well, I'm almost done being a therapist today, but um, that's beside the point. Um, the day that I have to do that is the day I stop being a therapist. It's, it's terrible. Um, Illinois signed, so once again, we're still kind of delving into the realm of public education. Uh, Illinois signed a law that public schools should teach contributions of LGBTQ individuals in history, and it should be taught, this is key, before the students are in the eighth grade. No. You know why you're doing that is because kids don't necessarily have their minds made up yet, and you're trying to get them as early as possible to manipulate them. That's what it is. Um, Gender Queer, a memoir. It's the name of a book. And uh, it's a graphic novel, kind of like a comic book. Uh, and it's found its way into public schools, and it's facing backlash by parents. Uh, and in one district or one school, they actually went and removed it. And it's a comic book illustration within it that shows one teenage boy giving another one oral sex. And it's trying to normalize that and saying that it's okay. And then you, I, I've watched some of these school board people. They sit there, and they look like they are the dumbest idiots that ever. Why is it school boards are idiots? I'm sorry. Why? I, I'm sitting there. Not everybody's that way. But I look out there, and you'll see parents who are concerned, and the school board just sit there and look like they're bumps on a log. Like, either they completely did not know, or they're just walking hand in hand with this. And it's like, what in the world? And this one guy, he was a preacher. I watched the video. He got him. He confronted him. He's like, I'm going to read you a clip out of this book. And he started reading it to him, and they shut him down. And the guy who was on the board said, he said, sir, you're done. And that pastor came and said, yeah, you are too. <laughs> like, you're getting <laughs> voted out, son. Like, that's it. And yeah. honestly, in a way, I, I would, I, you know, I think that school board elections are one of the most, oh, we don't care kind of ideas. It is, People really don't like, care. They're not paying attention yeah, to No it. one pays attention to who's getting into the school boards. Uh, you better. You better, especially if your kids are in a public school system. You have got to know who's on the board because the board can uh, completely green light a lot of garbage that comes through. Um, that book, The Age Range. Now, remember now, two, two characters, they had to blur it on the area that I found it on, on uh, Google. Um, it says that 18 plus can read the book. Barnes and Noble says age 15 years old. Um, and they say you have to be 18 or plus to buy it, but yet it's in the public school library. So you can go find it. Um, there is someone I know, and I can't give the name because if I did, it'd be jumping the gun here because they haven't released their podcast yet. But there's someone I'm aware of whose daughter just came back from a, uh, from college and evidently in college, they were discussing whether or not it was okay for bestiality to have sex with animals. And I'm like, what, where, where has common sense gone? Like what is wrong with people. So here, you know, oh, and this, this is, a, this is a side topic, but did you know there is this, there is this act, it's this performance, it's called Drag Act for Babies. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm. I never heard of it in my life. It's basically where uh, two guys, this is being put on in like, I forget exactly where, but there are two guys uh, that do a performance and the one is in a thong and he didn't have anything else on except for black boots and a little tiger tail. And he uh, gyrates on a chair and he climbs around and uh, pelvic thrusting and doing, all, and I saw the blurred stuff that they, the media was literally flipping their lid on and they should be. Um, and there were adults sitting there and there were toddlers and young children sitting there watching this. Another guy is in black leather, um, 
straps and he's uh, doing uh, bondage looking stuff and hanging in the sky and twirling and strutting around with hardly anything on like the leather straps and stuff like that. I, 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 I saw that and I thought, number one, what kind of a stupid parent is doing that? But it's taking the children and grooming them and imprinting on their minds that that is okay. And it is not. It actually also opens them up for being molested and sexually abused. So you've got all this stuff that's happening where, you know, we were discussing what it was like for, for school. So my, my, my whole education background is kind of varied, uh, kind of all over the place. I was at a Christian school for kindergarten, first and second grade were public school. Um, third through eighth was a combination of homeschool, church-based Christian schools, and actual Christian schools. Well, I guess they're all... Yeah, yeah I, I was in a homeschool Oregon Christian schools, like three different Christian schools. And then I went through a public high school from ninth through 12th. And mine might be the exception, but I will say that when the four years that I had in high school, I, I there were there were times where you had to deal with everything that you would expect to deal with. There were people that liked to bully. Uh, there were nice people. There were mean people. But looking back on what was taught, I never had anyone even remotely try to do that. The only time we were ever exposed to even lesbians or a gay person or a transgender. There was a guy who was at the school one time and he had a yearbook and somebody got his yearbook and he had gone through and had circled what he felt were the top 10 hottest guys in the school. That created a bit of a ruckus. And he came to school one day in a dress and the, uh, several of the guys did not like that. And the principal pulled him in the office and said, you've got to call your parents and come get a change of clothes. If that happened today, they'd probably get a lawsuit filed on them. Because you're not allowed to do it. He's expressing himself, most likely is what they'd say. Um, I First time I ever saw lesbians, I, or they were just trying to make a statement with two girls who, uh, they, they the way they kind of behaved and kind of dressed, you thought they were like lumberjacks, kind of. Mm-hmm. And these two kind of, I don't know if they just wanted to make a statement or like each other, but they came walking through the uh, lunchroom one day holding hands. And the whole cafeteria just kind of stopped and looked at him like, what in the world? And it's just like it sucked the air out of the place. It's because people knew that it was that kind of behavior was wrong. Now, this kind of school, I went to a public school that at the time had behind between five and 550 people there. And it was a kind of, it was probably one of the more Christian public schools you could go to. You have a rural farm. Yes, that yeah, it's more yeah. that rural farm. Um, and for an example, I was in a, a science class one time, and we opened up our books, and there was page uh, whatever it was, chapter whatever, and it dealt with evolution. We have been covering nothing but pure science up to this point. And then all of a sudden, here comes um, uh, this chapter, and it's on um, evolution. And the uh, teacher is sitting there, and he looks at us. And he's like, well, in this chapter, he said, it's about evolution. And he said, you all know, uh, he said, you all probably know what you think on this or think about this. He said, but I'm just going to take a poll. He said, how many of you believe in uh, evolution? 
no one raised their hand. Now we're talking about 30 or 40 kids in this classroom, biology. This is a public school. How many of you believe in evolution? Nobody raised their hands. He said, how many of you believe in creation? Like God's, God's creation. Everybody raised their hands. He said, I'm skipping the chapter. And we moved on. Would that happen today? Probably not. But, I, but what I say all that to kind of go through, like back when I was in high school, so I, I, I graduated in 03, okay? So we're talking now, we're about what, 03, so 2003, 13, 23. This year is 20 years that I've been out of high school. Oh, my word. So in 20 years, there's a lot that has, that has changed, I would say. I don't know if that, I, I haven't really heard about that kind of thing being prevalent in that school, but I would say it's not far removed, okay? And kind of what we were just discussing was like, when it comes to even college, when I was at Marshall, I was in a, um, I was in a kind of a history class, we were discussing something, and somehow the topic of uh, creation, or no, the topic of the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict came up. And um, this guy that was sitting there, he just all of a sudden blurted out, he said, F word, he said, God. And he said that in front of everybody. And it was like the air got sucked out of the room and the professor said, you don't ever say that in here. And it was like the whole place was going to turn on him. And it's like, even though people, and we're, once again, we're close to 20 years ago, even though people were sinful and did their own thing, they knew there was kind of an individual, like an indiv invisible line you didn't cross. And you did not say anything like that about God. That was back when I was there. And I would say, for at least from what I've been seeing, things have started to change. And you've got articles like this that are starting to pop up. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I think... Parents that have their kiddos in public school, you need to be very present in their school. Yep. You need to find out what they're learning, what they're being taught, who's around them, who's in there. And I'm not saying that necessarily. Um, Mark Potter once made an amazing quote during a sermon. Mm -hmm. He didn't have his kids in private school because he wanted them to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. You remove your kids from, and I'm not, I'm also not endorsing public school, but you remove your kids from that. You remove them from being that witness. But if you do choose, you do need to be very aware. You yeah. need to be a very involved parent in your child's education, whether or not it's Christian or because there are some things that are creeping into Christian schools too. Yeah. You know, I, the, the, the whole, I'm thankful I didn't have to go through a lot of that. Like there are things that kids that are growing up right now are having to go through that we never had mm -mm. to go through as kids, never did. And it is much harder for kids, especially if you're a, you're a Christian kid mm -hmm. in school. Uh, it's definitely not as easy to blend in. You're definitely going to stick out more for, because of your viewpoint. Um, Thankfully, though, and thank the Lord, you will see in articles that there are kids that still speak the gospel truth, and they are proud of it, and they don't back down. And, you know, you are the salt of the earth. You can't be the salt of the earth if the salt is removed. Um, I was talking to Janelle. I was like, you know, if we had kids, I wouldn't be opposed to a public school if it was a good, if it was a good public school. And even then, 
you have to monitor that education because I don't think it used to be that way in the past, but nowadays the battle is going to continue as soon as Mm -hmm. they come home because you will get a teacher who is going to have their opinion. And now you don't have educators. You've got activists who are teaching the kids. Right. And so an activist is going to say whatever they want. The kid comes home. And I remember when I was a kid, you thought everything your teacher said was right. And they thought that your parents could be dumb, you know, because what what your mom and dad said, that's just old fuddy duddy stuff, whatever. The teacher knows what they're doing. And you're battling that. But now you're dealing with deeply immoral issues that are popping up. And I think that's why I would lean more toward, I don't know, we had talked about, I told you there were exactly three public schools that I would be comfortable. None of them are in Ohio because I don't know Ohio schools. So I know the three in, I know the three Pendleton, Yorktown and Daleville school system is still pretty rural and that, you know, in that conservative Bible belt. Yeah. Um, place, but I'm not even sure what's going on with them now because I've been over here for almost two years. So yeah. uh, who knows? I think, I think you need to make sure that your children are in the safest place ever to learn because they're yeah. not there to fight battles. They are there to learn. I know. And that's and what's making happening. it as easy as possible for them to learn and to get that good foundation because Quite frankly, the thing that scares me about public school is those battles on my young child and yes. them coming home and them having an activist for a teacher instead of an educator for a teacher and us coming home and they're saying, well, you don't know anything because my teacher said. Exactly. And it, it's just you you as a parent are, are going to have your work cut out for you. I think there are still public schools out there. You know, I hear things. I hear that there are still, and, and I know people who are good Christians who teach at schools. And I know that as long as they are there, there is still a good moral center at those institutions, but you're not going to get that everywhere. And it's becoming less and less. And people, you know, I I was, I was just sitting there and after I saw that, what is a woman? You know, here we are, we're having an argument now about what is a woman? Are you kidding me? People don't know what a woman is. Well, they don't know what a man is. When I hear that people don't know what a man is and don't know what a woman is, the first thing that comes to my mind is that God is not the author of confusion. Well, who is the author of confusion? Satan. And people are becoming so mixed up and confused. They don't know their own gender. They don't know what the bathroom to go in. They are a, they are, they, them, it, everybody's turning into pronouns and people are losing their true identity and it's being smeared into everything else. I refuse to put my protein, my pronouns anywhere. Your proteins. My proteins. There you go. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought whenever we do one of these, I like to kind of grab some scripture just for context and kind of throw around some things. I jumped over to Psalm 139, 13 through 15, and it says this, For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Oh, wow. Well, that takes the whole abortion issue and throws it out the window because that means that God formed you in the womb. You're not just some little blob of cells like they say. You are made, and it says here, verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what that means? God did not make a mistake on you. He made you male. He made you female. He made you the way that you should be made. And yet you have people out there saying, no, 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 you're not made the way you should be. Go cut that, go cut that up. Go, go maim that. Go s- shove drugs in it. Go destroy that. No, that's not, well, that's flying in the face of what God says in Scripture. 
I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't say, I will curse thee before because I was a mistake and I was mutilated from birth and I have no identity. That's not what it says. It says, I'll praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And I thought to myself, there are three agendas on the side of evil trying to work on our children. Number one, to abort them. Number two, to mutilate them. And number three, to confuse them. If you can't kill them, maim them. If you can't kill or maim them, confuse them. This all goes back to Satan. It is demonic at its core to destroy the family, destroy the future of the moral good, to destroy children. It, it's just, and I hear these things and it causes me, and several, ever since seeing Matt Walsh's uh, video and, and just kind of going renewed, looking at different videos and seeing what's going on out there, I've, I've prayed all the more harder against this garbage. And I hope people listening out there will do the same. Because we are in a war. It's not with flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers of darkness, the scripture says. There are demons that are influencing these people in high places in leadership and trying to sway them to do this stuff. School boards are being manipulated by demons. Teachers are being manipulated by demons. Educators are being manipulated by demons. And these people that are manipulated are then turning around and working on our kids. At the end of the day, this is a war taking place that cannot be seen, but it can be fought with prayer. And I think that is where the church in America has dropped the ball so desperately, is people don't pray enough. They don't pray enough. They don't take it serious enough. Oh, well, hey, we're in the end times anyway. No. And if you're in the end times, you should pray all the more harder. Mm-hmm. Pray all the more harder for your kids. Pray all the more harder for your leader. Pray all the more harder for your teachers and all this other stuff. I, you know what? I, I actually pray for Biden. People are like, why would you pray for Biden? That guy needs prayer. You know, and, yeah. and who knows what kind of people try to manipulate him into signing certain bills or doing this. I mean, it's just, it's unthinkable. You would be blown away by the things you would see if God would lift the veil from your eyes. And we would see the demonic battles against the angels that are going to... Thank God the demons are outnumbered two to one. We know that a third of the angels fell from God's grace. And that means there are two thirds that still remain with God. And the enemy's outnumbered. So he can't be everywhere all at once. And we have him outnumbered. And our job as believers is just to pray against this garbage. So we have these three agendas that I said. Abort them, mutilate them, confuse them. You might ask me, Nick, how do you know that? How do you know that's the agenda? John 10.10 says this. The thief cometh not, but the, the thief... Excuse me, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So we know what the MO is of Satan. To, he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. So you can apply that. We know what's going on. And we, that's where I get my whole concept from what's going on with our generations. He said, and I tell people this, Satan doesn't want you to be saved. Satan wants you to live your life listlessly. He doesn't want you to have your potential fully discovered by having your identity made in Christ or found in Christ. He doesn't want you to repent of your former sinful life. He doesn't want you to come to that salvation that is only made through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He wants you to flounder for your whole life, to go through not finding that true purpose, not experiencing that true potential, and then dying and going to hell. And if that happens, he has taken one away from God. He'll never defeat God. He loses in the end. But he wants to make that, that victory of God's as costly as possible. Mm-hmm. That is the, that's the job of Satan. And they will get my child 
over my dead body. They will try. They will try their very best. And that's why I, I think people that are having kids now, you've got to pray for your kids. You've got to pray for their schools and pray for their teachers because Satan is out there working hard. It says that he knows his time is short, so he's working overtime. You know, I was talking earlier, I said if 100 years ago, if they were to dig up our bones, they'd say a man was buried here and a woman was buried here. They wouldn't say them was here, they was here, or a birthing person was buried here. But if we jump over to Genesis chapter 5, 1 through 5, Genesis chapter 5, 1 through 2, it says this. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. And for some people to sit there and say, oh, he called him Adam. It's a trans... No, it's not some transgender thing going on. Adam in this scripture context is another name basically for mankind. That's the term. So go up there and look at what uh, Neil, was it Neil Armstrong who stepped on, no, it wasn't Neil Armstrong. Was it Buzz Aldrin or Neil Armstrong who first stepped foot on the earth? On the earth. Or not the earth, the moon. (laughs) Sweetie, babe, (laughs) babe, babe, babe. Adam was the first man to step foot on the earth. No, 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 no. But I'm also talking about the The astronaut was on the moon. It was Neil Armstrong, wasn't it? Yes, I believe you're right. One small (laughs) step for man, one giant leap for for mankind. mankind. You know, he didn't say, that's, it meant for the whole race of humanity. That's the same context here in scripture. And you know, Paul even discusses these LGBTQ issues as well. If you go over to Romans chapter one, verse 26, it says this, for this God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And he go in and it eventually even talks about the men. And the men did these all, all these horrible things. If you go through and look at those two words, natural use, in that verse it means in the Greek that they left the women's sexual usage and instead went to their own gender. Basically they're perverted mm-hmm. is what happened. This is happening right now where we have people who are turning away from the natural affections and perverting that. And people say, well, you know what? You can do whatever you want. There's freedom. You can be whatever you want. Let me tell you something. If man creates the law, man can do anything. If I kill somebody, who are you to tell me it's wrong? If God does not exist, I can go kill anybody. And say, oh, well, I I did it because it feels good. I want to do it. It's my reality. It's my freedom. I can do it in whatever pronoun I want to be, and I can kill whoever. I can do it for whatever reason because it feels good and I want to do it. If man makes the rules, man can bend the rules, manipulate the rules, stretch the rules, pervert the rules. Man can do anything because what if God makes the rules? Ooh, we can't bend those. And we have some, we have a solid foundation that mankind is built on. But now we have people chipping away at the foundation that God set in place from the beginning. And once that foundation is gone, we can do anything we want. We can have sex with animals. We can have sex with our own gender. We, if we don't have a penis, we can chop it off our forearm and make ourselves one. We can do all that. You know, something that makes me just absolutely sit there and just shake my head and go, you people, what is wrong with you? Uh, Vogue for Pride Month had a picture of a guy. His stomach is sticking out, or it's a woman rather. And it says, first transgender is pregnant and says, Oh, I'm living proof. I'm doing, I'm transgender and I'm pregnant. Um, excuse me. You have a uterus. You're a woman 
that looks like a guy that's pregnant. Case closed. You, I don't care. I don't care what you preach at me about, oh, well, I feel I should be this way. Or I, I read that I should feel this way. You will never win against biology. You will never change your God-given genetics. You'll never change that DNA that makes you a woman. You'll never change the DNA that made you a man. God made you male or female for a reason. And Satan is getting involved and sending his minions out there to manipulate people to make you think, maybe I shouldn't be myself. Maybe I should be a guy. Maybe I should be a girl. Maybe I should like guys like me. Maybe I should like girl. Maybe I should like people of my own sex. Maybe I and Satan starts to get in there and to destroy. And at its core is the destruction of the family. This is what's going on. And this is what's being pushed in our schools. What some may not know is that many of these events we're seeing gain traction today were widely accepted before the flood. And I was talking to Janelle about this, that the Jewish rabbis, um, it's called the Midrash Rabbi. And uh, it's basically a commentary of what the Jewish rabbi felt and, well, thought mm -hmm. about the first five books, or the uh, Torah, basically, the, uh, the first five books of the Old Testament. And the rabbi wrote in there about the cause of the flood. Now, we can get into this whole topic about the Nephilim and all that at some other point. And I was going to do that down the line at some point and go into that. Um, but I'm going to read this excerpt. And this is what they say was the, one of the reasons for the flood. And it's interesting that you have these rabbi who wrote about this. They said this. The rabbi said it was in order that they may receive, this is why the flood took place, that they may receive their own punishment and that of the generations that followed them that they were fair. Actually, it says that uh, Tobath is written, when a bride was made beautiful for her husband, the chief of the nobles entered and enjoyed her first. Hence it is written, for they were fair, which were, which were to virgins, and they took them wives, refers to married women, whomsoever they chose. So if you go over there in, um, it's Genesis chapter six, and you start reading about there, and it says the sons of men came down on the earth, and they saw that the women, that the daughters of men were fair, and they took unto them wives, and you get into this, and it's basically speaking about these fallen angels who came down to the earth, they procreated with earthly women, and this is where the the uh, nephilim come from, and all this other stuff that takes place. And like I said, at some point down the line, we'll get into that. I'm gonna tell you that stuff. Just gonna drop drop a little eggshell here, or a little bombshell here. That stuff is not talked about in churches especially in the conservative holiness movement. You don't hear it talked about very much. And if you understand the concept of the Nephilim and what was going on with the flood at that time and why God really flooded the earth, it will answer a lot of questions, especially with some of the carnage that took place afterwards in Canaan as the Israelites go through. And there's a lot of stuff that happens there. And if you understand who the Nephilim were, you start to understand the Old Testament completely, completely. Getting back here to what they said, though. They said the generation of the flood... Uh, the generation of the flood were not blotted out from the world until they composed nuptial songs in honor of, if I can say this right, pederasty and bestiality. Whenever you find lust, an epidemic visits the world which slays both good and bad. And they, and they said what's evidence of that is because in Scripture it says, The Holy One, blessed be He, is long-suffering for everything save immorality. What is the proof? It says, The sons of men saw, etc., which is followed by, And the Lord said, I will blot out man. That was the end of it. 
God said, all right, that's it. We're done. I'm blotting you out. If you go back and you read what they're talking about, it says that the men were actually singing marriage songs about their homosexual relationships and that they were actually having marriage and having sex with animals. And this was widely celebrated. And God says, all right, we're done. We're pulling the plug on this. And people go, well, really, if this is, you know, was it really that bad then? We'll go back in Scripture and look where it talks about Noah. It says he was a preacher of righteousness. I believe it says he was a preacher of righteousness. And he was preaching to people. Well, why would he be preaching to people unless there was a problem? And God saves, things were so bad, God saves Noah and his family, and that's it. And it even talks about how the whole creation was corrupt. And when it says it was corrupt, it basically goes down into mean that everything, even the animals, are corrupt. God literally had to find like the purest of the specimens and bring them aboard the ark. That's for a whole another conversation. But you have a situation where things were so bad initially because men, it's basically looked upon as the worst of depravity, where these men started to shack up with men and they were shacking up with animals. And when that happened, it wasn't the mistake. It wasn't somebody had a mental issue. People started to willfully do this. And then you all, and then you have them making songs about it. And God at that point is like, yeah, I think this is a good case for a reprobate mind. Going to pull the plug. Noah, build an ark. And that was it. This is the stuff they teach and that they wrote about in that commentary back then. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, if you go into scripture, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. We're talking about the return of Jesus, which isn't too far away. So things are kind of going to repeat themselves. Well, are we at a point now where we widely accept homosexuality and lesbianism. Yeah, we accept that. Transgenderism is kind of the thing that's really getting a kickback right now because you got people trying to shove that down our kids' throats saying it's okay that they uh, question what they are at age six or whatever else. And uh, thankfully, that's getting a bit of a kickback. But at some point, it will most likely be widely accepted and celebrated. And I believe that is most likely the point where God pulls the plug. And that's when the church is taken out. There is so much depravity that's being taught today. And the objective of the enemy is to get your children. The best thing you can do as a parent is to back them with prayer and to ask them when they come home, what did you learn in school today? And not just as a question that fills the time. Yes. Actually listen to what they're saying. Yes. Talk to their teachers. Go talk to their principals. Yes. Go be involved. Be present. And when you see that first thing, then you can lower yep. the hammer. Scripture says to study to show yourself approved. Basically, study the gospel, study the Bible, study scripture, so that way you can provide an answer for the why you believe the way that you do. In this case, you might want to get up on your studying and have your, your I's dotted and your T's crossed uh, with your theology because your kids are going to go home and they are going to be, their activist teacher is going to be battling you through the mouth of your child. It's coming. It's in most, it's in a lot of public schools, it's in a lot of more populated, liberal based areas you got a lot of country areas and a lot of good places where that trash isn't allowed. But it's on its way. It's coming. 
And we as future parents or parents right now have got to be prayed up and we have to be read up and know what we're doing because we've got to be there to support our kids because guess what? If your kids start to fall away and go after this stuff, there goes the church. Future church is gone. It's terrible. So anyway, I don't know. It was just something that I kind of had on my heart. We were, when I saw that, and I highly recommend it, go out to Twitter, look up Matt Walsh, what is a woman? Be warned, there are very sensitive topics that are discussed. If you have little kids, maybe you don't want them to be around when you watch that. And, it's, and there's a couple of words that are said by either Matt or somebody else. And I think they, blur, they may blur or beep a couple of it or whatever, a couple of words, and some may, may slip out. Whatever one, th- one thing I noticed when Matt started to approach these people with basically showing them evidence to completely destroy their theory or to just show how foolish it was, they would get mad. They'd get up and walk out of the interviews. They didn't want to listen. They didn't want to hear. They were offended. He talked about ex- using truth. And the one professor looked at him. He said, you know what? That word truth, I don't like it. He said, I think you're being transphobic or homophobic. He said, what? W- what, word, what word was homophobic? He said, the word truth. I don't like that word. He didn't like that word. And that's where we're at. They know it's truth. They know it's truth. And it does, but it doesn't agree with their sense of reality because they want their own thing. Here they had a they had a Satan con. I want to say it may have been up in Columbus or something. They had Satan con. And there's this girl on the front on the podium and she says, Hail Satan. And she starts ripping the pages out of a Bible and throwing it down there. On the ground. She's a new, she's, she's probably couldn't be no older than 21. There's a generation growing up that has no fear of God, no reverence of God. It spits in his face, it hates him, and despises him, and it is starting to open its arms up and embrace this carnage that is coming through the school systems. And that girl is most likely one of the, uh, one of the products of that system where activists are shoveling this down their throat. And you have people saying, hail Satan and all this stuff. And I'm like, what kind of mess is that when you're saying, hail Satan? If you're admitting that the wrong is there, then you admit that the right is there. Then God must exist. If you say Satan exists, then God exists. You're just choosing not to follow God and you're wanting to go after Satan. Like, I don't get that. Like, but you know, it says God will turn them over to a reprobate mind because they'll know the truth. They don't want anything to do with the truth. And they just go right along and they do their own thing. <sighs> Good grief. What a messed up world we live in. What a messed up country we live in. You know, towards the end of the video, Matt Walsh went to a African tribe. I'm not sure where it was, but he talked to those guys and he told them all about the whole, what is a woman? And they gave him answers for what a woman was. And he told them that the America was having problems with gender and boys didn't know that they wanted to be girls or girls didn't know if they wanted to be boys. And he asked those African guys and they were laughing. They thought it was the dumbest thing they'd ever heard in their life. And they said, would you all want to live in America? They said, no. No. I heard somebody say one time, they said, why is Satan not persecuting the church? Why aren't people being beheaded here in America? Why aren't they shooting them and all this other stuff? Because Satan has America right where he wants it. He's got the church right where he wants it. The church is kind of Laodicea. It's kind of falling asleep. It's lukewarm. It's not saying much. It's not doing too much. And Satan is running wild. And this stuff is starting to take place. We as Christians have got to wake up. We are almost at the end. It's getting very, very close. Christ's return is literally at the door. 
And I would implore you, folks, if you're not saved, you must be saved and repent of your sins and turn to Christ Jesus because the end is so close. And I would hate for anyone under the sound of our voices to miss out. That would be horrendously bad. I, I couldn't even imagine that. I say all this to say that your mission field, if you have kids, those are your mission field. Mm-hmm. They are your mission field. They are the most important mission field. Yes. Watch your kids. Listen to what they say. Be prayed up and be read up. And ask them what they learned in school. Talk to them. I'm going to say this. I think there are still good public schools. I went to one that was pretty good. I, I haven't been there in 20 years. I hope it's still as good. There are good private schools out there, good Christian schools. No matter what school they go to, you need to keep your eye on them and see what's being said. And, and pay attention to your school board votings. Good grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, oh man, we got some cracked people. Even if you don't send your kids to public schools, you still have to vote on those people. Still pay attention and help protect yeah. other people's kids. Yeah, because there's Christian schools that still have destructively bad people that get in positions there too. And it's not just the public schools. Christian schools got messed up people too. We all True. know this. And I, <laughs> there's been such a big rise in a lot of people in different podcasts and stuff talking about the horrible things that have taken place in the public schools. And I can tell you personally from going to God's Bible school, when I went to God's Bible school, uh, I heard nothing but good. It's like God's Bible school was basically like right next to the gates of heaven, basically. And uh, when I went there, I, uh, I was, I don't know, I guess you could say I was kind of surprised a little bit. And the one thing that I learned was people are human and um, that people make mistakes. Faculty can make mistakes. Students can make mistakes. Students can be mean. And in many cases, the only difference is the title above the building. It can either say Marshall University, it can say Ohio State University, or it can say God's Bible School. And in many cases, the people inside the doors are still the very same. So no matter where you go, you must be responsible for yourself and stay prayed up and uh, stay read up with your Bible and uh, be ready to provide an answer for the for why you believe what you do and uh, do that with your kids. Anything else? All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll chat with you next time. Thanks.